Hey everybody, this is Zach and welcome to the fifth episode of the Chronic Pains Podcast. I wanted to start this podcast off just by saying, you know, I hope you guys are doing well. I know I've been missing for like a month and a half, maybe even like two months. I just, I'm so sorry. It's been kind of a crazy point. I'm kind of going through a transition uh, in job searching right now. I am unemployed currently, but I, you know... It's, you know, one thing that I'm grateful for is that I do have my health and I am still in remission, which is great. I don't mean to brag to those who are not. I shout out to you and, you know, I hope uh, if you aren't feeling well that you do feel better soon. But uh, I wanted to first kind of give a shout out to the CCFA group over in Mass General. Uh, They met in Boston yesterday. And my mom still goes to the meeting, which is really cool. And I've noticed that since I've been gone, the podcast has gotten a few few listens, uh, a bunch more actually. And I appreciate anybody who has either recommended or is just stumbled upon it. Thank you so much for uh, you know taking a listen, and hopefully uh, you decide to stay with me, and you know we can kind of go through we can go through this journey together. Uh, today I wanted to talk to you guys about, I was going to talk to you guys about health and fitness and working out and, you know, being sick and not sick and doing, you know, any type of exercise, but I'm going to hold off on that until next week. Uh, something was kind of brought to my attention by somebody and I wanted to talk about that. And the thing that that is, is acceptance. And what I mean by acceptance is kind of accepting the fact that you know, what you have, you know, having a form of IBD is obviously difficult to adjust to. And it's also difficult to kind of cope, not just with your own, with yourself in your body, but also with people, you know, in your life who may not really know what's going on. And that is probably a journey that everybody has been through. Uh, I know for me, my experiences might kind of resonate more with a younger crowd uh but you know i know people who have been diagnosed at a later age but i feel uh but you know i hope you stay with me and uh maybe you guys have had similar experiences to mine and i'd love to hear your feedback i'm actually starting a twitter by the way croning at croning pains on twitter and you guys could ask me questions if you want me to answer them or any topics you want me to talk about but anyways so acceptance when I like when I was diagnosed I think the first thing that I thought was like okay what are you gonna give me you know I have you know you have Crohn's disease what's what are you gonna and I was like what are you gonna give me that's gonna make me feel better so I can just get past this and get back to doing exactly what I was doing before such a teenager's mindset but that's how I was I think the reason, if you listen to the uh, medications episode, I think the reason why I was so bad at taking my medicine was because, was because that I wasn't accepting the fact that I had a chronic illness, which, or a chronic disease, uh, however you want to word it, and that's probably the that was the hardest thing for me is because you know you don't want to be known as the kid that takes, you know I was taking a lot of capsules i was taking colazole i was taking uh i think i was taking three or four three times a day like some ridiculous amount 
basically I, like how I said before, it was like my breakfast <laughs> and lunch and dinner. Uh, it stinks. It's not something you want to be identified with. You don't want to be like, I remember being in school and I'm like, I don't want to tell anybody cause I don't want to be known as the guy that has Crohn's disease. Like, you know, afraid of all the hazing, I guess, even though I never really should have worried. But anyways, uh, it's something hard to identify with and to be accepting of. And I think that's kind of what contributed to my issues early on. But, you know, you should learn from my mistakes and, you know, realize that it's important to accept the facts. So then you can build off accepting that you do have, you know, a chronic uh, disease or illness that you, you know, that you can get past, you know, you can get by the symptoms and everything, but you know, some things you might have to get a little creative in how you approach certain things, uh, especially when it comes to eating or, you know, uh, maybe even drinking, being social. There's just things that you you should be mindful of, and it's very important to accept the fact. And it should also kind of, I think, the one thing that helped me, and I didn't go to my first support, my first support group until I was... I want to say 21. I think it was 2000. I want to, uh, was it 2013? No, I think it was 2012. So I was 20. I was just, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go. I think I've said this before. I didn't want to go at all. My mom basically just said, Hey, I've been going to this meeting, uh, these meetings for a few months. I want you to go. And I try to use the doctor's like, you know, words against her and just like, Oh yeah, but they say it's a case by case. You know, they don't know my, they don't know my story, you know, like, but I got to say going there, it humbled me. I think I've said this numerous times. It humbled me. It made me feel like, you know, Hey, I'm not the only one that has this. And it even made me feel to the point where a lot of people are going through some stuff that I don't even, you know, I've never even had to deal with. And they're in on medicines that are a lot more intense than mine at the time. Now I've, I think I've reached their point, but yeah. Uh, however, it's it kind of helped me to I feel like being in a group like that, it helped me able to kind of communicate and be in touch with, you know, hey, this is this is something that not I'm you know, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this. And it gives you a great I it just made me so humble. And I appreciate everybody who has been willing to share their story while I've been while I visit them. Uh, over there in uh, in Boston, it's been it's it's just it's just awesome to hear people talk about it, and you can find out new things about not just you know yourself. You know, I feel like when you talk out loud, you kind of sometimes you learn things that you you didn't even know about yourself, and you know, and then people will give their feedback and they say, "Hey, this worked for me, this didn't," and you can kind of take their advice and kind of like hey i'm gonna try that and i'm gonna see if i you know if i'm the same as them and you know if it's not you know yeah hey i could you learn something about yourself so it you got to remember it is a full-time learning experience it never stops and it's uh it's been a great experience just being able to talk it out and it's gotten me even you know with this disease it's gotten me closer with my mom she, you know, goes to these support groups. She lets me know what they're talking about. And it's just really cool. I just feel like, you know, they're like a 
family afar, you know, it's pretty cool. And so if you are one of those people that is there and, you know, you feel like you're isolated away and nobody understands you, which is exactly how I felt when I was, you know, 17 years old diagnosed, then, you know, you should go and talk to somebody about it. I know it sucks. You think like, you know, if you're taking medicine, I, I, I know all the stereotypes that I felt in my head when I was diagnosed. It was like only old people take this amount of pills and and like I had an uncle call me the candy man and all this stuff, you know, like ridiculous. So, you know, it's good to be around people that, you know, they share some, something with you. So that's a point. And I think the one thing that helps you be accepting of the fact is you have to learn to listen to your body more than anything. And, but before you take steps to possibly, you know, some people try diet, some people try, um, they just try things that, you know, involve anti-inflammation, whether it be um, a supplement or, you know, they eat a certain diet, whatever it may be. You don't, you don't get to that point of trying to take care of yourself until you're accepting, you know, the fact. I feel like your road is much more difficult having a having any form of IBD just because you know you have other things to think about you know especially if you're a kid you're going off to school or you know you moved out of your parents house I don't know it's just you have a lot to think about you know life has always you know there's so many things to think about in you know your everyday life but you have one more thing than a lot of other people do and that is you know you have a illness you know that can come out of nowhere at some random time and it's always at the worst time it always feels that way but (laughs) it sucks it you know and there's no way around that and the difficulties that come along with it especially when you have a flare but I want you to kind of learn to you know the best ways to cope and you know one of the best things that I think I learned was you know, I would ask my family for feedback, like I'd go away to college and I'd be sick, you know, when I left them and I would come back and I'd be feeling good again, which is awesome. And, and when I, oh, when I felt better, I always, when I heard people, you know, say, Hey, you look great. And you, uh, you sound happier and you, you know, you, it's, you're kind of like, man, did I, how did I sound before that? And you're, and sometimes I feel like when I first asked that question, I asked my brother, and I was just like, I asked, I think my whole family was there actually. And I was just like, how was I before? And they were saying, you know, you were really irritable. You know, you never wanted to do anything. You were pretty, you know, you always sat in one spot, all this stuff. I mean, that's obviously normal when you're tolerating some severe cramps and some nasty stuff along the way. <laughs> but I think. When I heard that, I was just like, wow, I became that. And I remember when I first moved to California, my family was always worried, and I used to hate it. I used to hate the attention. I hate when people would talk about Crohn's disease. I hated when people would mention, you know, oh, he doesn't look that good. And I'm like, especially if it was they were talking on the phone with somebody you hadn't seen in a long time, you know, and you're just like, excuse me? <laughs> I don't look as good. And being young and you kind of have that ego it it's hard so i my, my mom <laughs> thankful to her she she would she would send emails to my family saying hey you know stop 
stop uh, asking Zach, you know, his asking about his Crohn's and stuff like that and how he's doing. And I thought about that after I got into remission after one of those times. You got to remember I was sick every year. Uh, my first four years that I moved to California, I was sick. But when I would be in remission, I would think about that. And I'd be like, wow, how much of a jerk does that actually make me look? I'm pushing away people who actually care about me. And it's it's weird. I used to try and hide it, especially like trying to make new friends and hanging out with my old friends. You know, you try to they know you've been in, you know, away like whether you be going to the doctors all the time or, you know, you get um, you go to the hospital, whatever it may be. They know that you've been going through something. And obviously you want to try and get back and like it's almost like you didn't leave. I know that feeling. Um, and you try to like suppress any type of issues that you have. I tried to hide having Crohn's. I tried to hide my medicine and all this stuff. It was just like, oh, my God, I don't want to be known as this kid. And I was afraid of what people would think about me, especially, you know, if they knew I had that. I didn't know what the impact would be if they heard, oh, he has Crohn's disease. They'd be like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I would just think that they wouldn't hang out with me anymore, which is totally just stupid. (laughs) And, you know, if someone doesn't want to hang out with you or go out with you or to do something with you because you have IBD or Crohn's disease, whatever it may be, you know, that's something you should be grateful that, you know, you can just kind of push them to the side. Cause those aren't your real, those aren't going to be your real friends. So I could tell you the first thing, like I lost a few friends when I was diagnosed, you know, I was missing, you know, select few would check up on me and, it it was a hard process to kind of go through, but I learned at an early age, you know, kind of what loyalty in a friendship really, really is. I'm not saying the people who, you know, lost touch with me and I lost touch with them. It's a two-way street. I'm not saying, like, you know, they're not loyal people, but, you know, in just my case of kind of going away and it was also my fault that I was keeping really quiet about it. You know, it it goes two ways. So I learned a lot about um, people in general, and I learned a lot about myself and accepting the fact that, hey, like, you know, some people are going to be, you know, if it's, you know, you're looking for a significant other and you want to be with somebody, but they feel like they can't handle the responsibilities of you being sick or something like that. That's, you know, you don't, you shouldn't get mad at them. You know, it's, it's not you know, especially on an intimate level, you shouldn't be mad at them for that, for being honest with you. But don't be afraid to put it out there because it is something that you need to be accepting of. And it's not for everybody, but for you as a personal person who has IBD or someone that you know has IBD, they should, you or they should not be worried about kind of like the effects that you're going to have on other people. You are you you know, this is a journey for you. And you just have to accept the fact that this is something you're, you're going to be living with long term, it's not going away. And if you don't pay attention to it, it's gonna, it's really gonna sneak up on you and just, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna suck. I can't even like, uh, just thinking about it gives me chills down my spine. It sucks. (laughs) Um, It's being accepting of you know, of what you have can just, it just launches a new opportunity to grow. And, you know, 
it can even strengthen some of the friendships and relationships with your family and your friends that you never thought was even possible just because you know people are people care generally people care and don't don't hate on somebody for asking you how you're doing you shouldn't do that that's like i said before you think about it and you know you don't want to be that person who's alone in the hospital with your symptoms you know that's it's it's just not something you want to go through i mean i've never done it thankfully i've had friends and family who have always you know looked out for me especially family and it's uh i don't know you don't want to you don't want to push them away so it's you know it sucks to talk about it and it's never a comfortable conversation especially when you know you've been doing well like me right now it's like oh how are you feeling it's like man i haven't been asked that in a long time like i'm doing fine you know don't i look good but at the same time you know when you're sick it's harder to hear it because you know it's you know that they see what you see and what you know obviously when someone's really really sick they can they can tell you know you're losing weight if they see you on a daily basis or a weekly basis or they haven't seen you in a long time they can tell you know the changes that come along with your symptoms so you know, don't take it out on them. They're your support. They're your catalyst for dealing with this. And it's, it's not, like I said before, it's not easy and it's easier said than done, but you know, learn from others experience. That's why, like, I encourage people to go to these support groups because, you know, they talk about all types of stuff. I mean, even just like, I mean, you don't even, not even just in the group, but just the conversations that you have before and after. And it's just, you kind of, you can learn from other people's mistakes and you, and they can learn from yours. And it's just a, just a great experience. You learn so much about yourself and it's a, it's a very humbling experience, especially, you know, when someone's giving you, you know, they're warning you through a path down a path that you're going on or, something like that or like they don't mean to do it but sometimes it just hits you and you're like man I should you know I should really start you know looking out after what I eat or I should you know maybe try cutting out like uh like I know people who cut out a lot of sugar because obviously sugar isn't inflammatory but we'll talk about that um down the road but I'm just saying like just learning things but from people you you come together and you figure it out and it's you accept the fact that you're working towards you're all working towards the same goal, which is obviously living a, a fulfilling life that is it's beneficial for you and you have a great a great existence, period. It's uh it's very, very important. But you can't get there, like I said, if you're not accepting the fact that you're gonna have to do some unnecessary you know, some not unnecessary. You have to do certain uh certain things differently than norm you know, not a normal person, but a healthy person that doesn't have I V D. And, you know, just like somebody who has, you know, any type of attention deficit or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, there's certain things like my best example is when I was in school, when I first started out in college, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have that much confidence in the classroom and I made a few friends and some of them got really, really good grades and I'd ask them, Hey, how long did you study for? And there's like, they'd be like, Oh, you only got to study for like two hours. You'll be good. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I study for two hours. They get a low, they get like a 90 and I get like a 72, like just, <laughs> just so average, if not below average. And those are like the greatest examples because 
everybody's different. You know, everybody is has their own obstacle. Me, I guess I have to study twice as long as that person at least in order to get a good grade. And it took me to be kind of open-minded and accepting, hey, you know what? You're doing what this guy's doing and he's getting way better results than you. So what are you going to do to kind of make up for it? Same thing with your um, your IBD. You're going to have to, you know, figure out exactly what it is, you know, that you have to do to kind of keep yourself in shape, healthy. Don't, you know, you don't want to put yourself in too high. If stress is your main trigger, try not to put yourself in uh, in tough situations that are high stress. You know, one of my biggest things I feel like for stress is procrastination. I feel like if I don't procrastinate on things, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot calmer going forward. I'm not saying it's, I mean, I feel like every little bit contributes to whether you stay in remission or go back to being sick. So, and that's the thing. And being accepting of that, I can kind of approach it and just be like, hey, let's try stuff and figure it and keep the things that work and let's leave, you know, leave out the things that don't. And you just feel better. You can, and it, it's going to make you grow and you're going to, you know, feel better about yourself. You're going to, especially when you're, you know, dedicated to something, you, you live for this and it, you can help other people if you're in a support group. And you, I know I'm such an advocate for the support groups. I really am. It's such a great, it's such a great experience. You should, if you haven't do it, I, I can't urge it enough on you guys. Just go. And if you know someone that should go, you tell, you can fast forward to this part and show them you should go to the support group. I don't care. You know, I'm 25. I went when I was 20. And, you know, I felt like people were, you know, people weren't surprisingly not that much older than me, which made me feel. And now I hear parents that are there that have kids that are younger than me by like five or six years. They're like, you know, their kid is like 10 or 11 and they have it just insane. And more and more people are getting it. And, you know, the more you learn about it and learn about yourself and being accepting of what you're dealing with with people, the more resourceful you are, you're going to live a fulfilling life. You know, there is a, there is a study out there. I, I always do this. I always forget the name of it. I apologize. Um, it's a Harvard study. It's about relationships and basically the way that they did is they took a bunch of people and the people with the most fulfilling lives actually had the most fulfilling relationships so think about it that way. I think being able to talk about it, I think it allows people to you're letting you're putting yourself out there, you're being vulnerable, which I think is very very important. Um I'm a communication studies major, it's very very important. Anybody could tell you this. Being vulnerable is the number one uh promoter of relationship building. You know, people you're letting people in on something that you deal with on a daily basis and there's you know if they're really caring for you you know you got a friend for life i feel like when you have someone that deeply cares about you heck you don't you, know, you want to keep people in your life and you don't want to shun people out just because they're they're worried for you so you know it's hard i know it's so hard to accept having such a you know having an, a form of ibd but keep strong and and just be realistic with yourself and say, hey, this is me and this is something I have to deal with day in, day out. 
and you know that's that's that that's it that's all right and and that's gonna do it for this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this one this one uh like i said i kind of got brought on to me last minute so if it sounded like i was rambling it's probably because i had lack of notes here but uh i want to say thank you guys again for listening in i am starting i did start a twitter uh at crony pains um i'm trying to get all the artwork together and i'm trying to change the logo on my podcast if you haven't noticed on the picture if you're on soundcloud and itunes it's uh that's my brother trying to stab me with <laughs> with a humero pen <laughs> if you notice it's actually a used one but anyways um <laughs> It's uh, I'm trying to get those things going. I'm going to try and get a Reddit too because I feel like Reddit is a really good forum. I feel like there's so many good – and if you haven't checked out like Crohn's Diets or things like that on Reddit, you should definitely look that up. So helpful. There are so many interesting stories. Like I look at it for help to take my Humera pen because I'm just – I'm I've been doing it for a year and a half and I'm still not comfortable with it. So, you know, it's – but hey, I'm accepting of that, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great it's a great forum to just, you know, sh- see ideas and see what people are doing out there. But I uh, I look to be getting going getting that stuff going. I know I said I did it I would do it so long ago and I'm so sorry for that. But I'm going to be working on it. It's kind of going to be my full-time thing for a little bit here. In case I you know, don't get it going, I will talk to you guys next week. I am guaranteeing that. If hold me to it, you can talk trash to me through SoundCloud or whatever. If I don't, and just be like, or, you know, if you know my mom, um, <laughs> you can tell her to, you know, tell me to get on it. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody has a great week. I hope uh, if you are struggling, um, I hope you feel better. And, you know, if I'm always here if you have any questions or anything like that. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye.